We'll learn about hesitating. Gamaliel advised neutrality, which means avoiding the truth and letting Satan move in. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. June 7th, Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 42. There was also a man named Ananias, who with his wife Sapphira sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, but he claimed it was the full amount. His wife had agreed to this deception. Then Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell, as you wished. And after selling it, the money was yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men wrapped him in a sheet and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, "'Was this the price you and your husband received for your land?' "'Yes,' she replied. "'That was the price.' And Peter said, "'How could the two of you even think of doing a thing like this, conspiring together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Just outside that door are the young men who buried your husband, and they will carry you out too.' Instantly she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and all others who heard what had happened. Meanwhile, the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. No one else dared to join them, though everyone had high regard for them. And more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came in from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed." The high priest and his friends, who were Sadducees, reacted with violent jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So the apostles entered the temple about daybreak and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, along with all the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported, The jail was locked, with the guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with the news that the men they had jailed were out in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested them, 
but without violence, for they were afraid the people would kill them if they treated the apostles roughly. Then they brought the apostles in before the council. Didn't we tell you never again to teach in this man's name? the high priest demanded. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about Jesus, and you intend to blame us for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by crucifying him. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this to give the people of Israel an opportunity to turn from their sins and turn to God so their sins would be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey Him. At this the high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member had a different perspective. He was a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert on religious law and was very popular with the people. He stood up and ordered that the apostles be sent outside the council chamber for a while. Then he addressed his colleagues as follows. Men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was that fellow Theudas, who pretended to be someone great. About four hundred others joined him, but he was killed, and his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got some people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. If they are teaching and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is of God, you will not be able to stop them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. The council accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus. And every day, in the temple and in their homes, they continued to teach and preach this message. The Messiah you are looking for is Jesus. We're reading from Psalm 125, verses 1 through 5. You know, trusting the Lord means security and stability. Built on Mount Zion and surrounded by the mountains, Jerusalem was an impregnable fortress. The pilgrims felt safe when they arrived there after their dangerous journey. As a citizen of the heavenly Zion, you are safe in the Lord's care. Welcome, Refuge Radio. Uh, today I have with me um, a good fellow of mine, good friend. Um, I'm blessed to have known him. Um, but we today we have Brett Burgett um, on session with us today. How are you doing today, Brett? Doing fantastic, Matty Ice. Thanks for asking, brother. Thank you, thank you. Um, first of all, obviously, um, it is your uh, last day at the refuge. Um, and so I'm curious, first and foremost, uh, what has the refuge done for you in your life and how has it changed you? So the refuge has massively taught me to look in the mirror. I've always been a master at pointing out what everybody else was doing wrong 
and making up excuses and blame shifting for everything I do wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. I still fall short in that. I'm still working on that, but I believe God has made a massive improvement with me on that. That's pretty excellent. Um, I know for me, same thing. Um, uh, it's it's kind of it's funny you said that. It's taught me to look in the mirror as well um, and just find out how I can be better each and every single day. Uh, so I try to do that. I still fall short as well, um, but that's a, that's a good answer. Secondly, I, I want to know, this is, I'm curious to know, uh, what phase was the hardest for you and why? Um, first phase. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've been in ministry twice. And first phase, I want to say it was the hardest for me because it, it's the phase that dragged the most. Right. In my in my opinion, the first phase may have been the shortest amount of time, but it felt like the longest. Oh, yeah. Once I got out of first phase and started getting in the groove of second and then third and then fourth, the more the more I progressed through the ministry, the faster everything went time wise. Okay. Yeah, so you, you're familiar with the Vinton County action, um, as well as me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um I kinda wanna know here um, so far what has been your best memory no, you know what this is what we're going to do <laughs> what has been your worst memory in the refuge and then tell me your best memory that you've had in the refuge you know I was asked this earlier and my answer right now is a little different because I've had a little more time to think about it right. so the worst memory are brothers that I've gotten really close with that have left right right and right. then brothers that I've been really close with that completed and have fallen off right those are that's just you know that makes me feel what could I have done to help them what you know where did I not hold them accountable why, why did why did I not why was I not more uh, um, relational with those guys so that would be the worst at the best the, the best is encounter every single one of them because that's the that's the opportunity for all of us to get together I love pouring into those first phase guys and it's just awesome to see the progression of everybody from day one to where they're at now. That's, that's very good, too. Uh, always enjoy encounters, especially back at the second phase Lancaster house. Uh, which we pray to God it gets back there. <laughs> but uh, I also uh, would like to know, uh, with you completing, what are your plans outside this refuge? Yeah, so, I mean, I really designed my launch so that the culture shock of being on my own would not be um, too great. So, uh, Monday night, uh, there's a community group I plan on going to. Tuesday night, I'll still be at Hilltop Feed My Sheep. Wednesday night, every other Wednesday, my church has a Bible study. On Thursday night, I'm going to continue going to coaches. Now, I know they're about to break, so I'll probably go to the Thursday night champions group. Friday night is another Bible study that I'd like to um, continue going to. And then Saturday, three Saturdays a month, my church does something. And I definitely want to be involved in that. And Sunday, I'll have church and Champions Group Sunday night. Okay. And I want to know, um, will we be seeing you uh, coming back to the Sullivan House, joining us for dinner sometimes? Just being around us, will you still be coming back? Absolutely. I love free food. <laughs> okay, okay. And, and just lastly, what um, piece of advice can you leave uh, some of the brothers behind you as to helping them to make it to where you're at now and getting through this refuge process? Gratitude. 
there's nine fruits of the Spirit. Look it up, Galatians 5.22. And then compare it with gratitude. Look at, look at each one of those, and if I'm grateful, you can have all of those, and those will continue to grow. The second you lose that gratitude, you become complacent and start doing you again, back up to Galatians 5.19. And that's going to tell you all the things that are going to happen from being ungrateful. So it's a good Bible study to do. I spent a good month on it and got a lot of notes out of it. And I just came to the conclusion that gratitude is the fertilizer for those seeds that are the fruits of the Spirit. Absolutely. Um, you guys heard it first. Galatians 5, definitely. Um, well, Brett, again, that wraps up this segment. Um, first of all, I just want to thank you for doing this interview with me. Um, of course, I'll miss you. Uh, we've had lots of memories ourselves together. Um, I got a chance to be with you since second phase on up. Um, I just wish you the best of luck in your future. Um, of course, like you said, we'll be seeing you um, quite a few times. Just continue to be who you are. I encourage you to uh, stay Brett. You're very honest and authentic. You've always held me accountable. You've helped me come a long way, uh, whether you know it or not. And um, I mean, I love you from the bottom of my heart. So I just want to thank you again just for being around me and, and for me to have known you and being in my life. So thank you. And Matt, thank you. Man, I know we've had a lot of good times. And I'm going to need somebody to pick up a responsibility for me. Every single time you see Matt, I need, I need <laughs> Matt to hear, hey, Matt, pull your pants up. <laughs> So if you guys could do that for me, I'd be eternally grateful. I love you guys. Keep on pressing on, man. Find that gratitude. All right. Thank you. All right. See you, Brett. Bye. (laughs) Psalm 125, verses 1 through 5. A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. Those who trust in the Lord are as secure as Mount Zion. They will not be defeated, but will endure forever. Just as the mountains surround and protect Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds and protects His people, both now and forever. The wicked will not rule the godly, for then the godly might be forced to do wrong. O Lord, do good to those who are good, whose hearts are in tune with You. But banish those who turn to crooked ways, O Lord. Take them away with those who do evil, and let Israel have quietness and peace. Proverbs 16, verse 25. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death.